All right. Let us pray. Mm. Let us pray today. So grateful. So grateful that the love of God is shining in our awareness. So grateful that the peace of God is happening in our heart and in our mind. So grateful for our patience and our willingness. So grateful for our community. So grateful for the love shining right where we are. Mm. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we welcome direct insight and clarity. We welcome the love of God revealing itself as every word we speak, every thought we think, every action we take. We are grateful to come together for the purpose of aligning with our true nature and expressing our true identity. We come together for the purpose of healing. We come to the, to the altar of God for this holy purpose to join together in joy, to laugh, to release, to step into true freedom. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we are eternally one with them. And in gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. <clears throat> so uh, I just want to apologize for the wrong message being sent out uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't make errors, and um, so my team does such a good job, and just sometimes errors happen, and that's life. So we had rescheduled the class from uh, earlier in the month for today, and then uh, there was, I guess, uh, just an error that happened. So here we are, and I'm excited for us to join together, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm just curious, those of you, I'm just curious how many of you started reading this book? I know some of you were sharing in community calls about it. Yeah. So um, are you liking it? Are you glad we're reading it? Yes. Yes. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot out of it. Very excited about that. And so um, for those of you who've begun it and looked at it even just the beginning and uh, looking at that map of consciousness, which I'm just going to pull up here. Um, it's the book I sent out an email, Healing and Recovery. And it has a link in there. It's also in your bookstore. So, um, uh, and, um, so we were looking, uh, let's see, I'm going to show you that map of consciousness that we were looking at. Um, the scale of consciousness that Hawkins created. So I'm just going to pull that up here for us to look at again for, a couple of minutes. So,
so um, uh, while I feel that this map of consciousness is helpful to us in um, looking at where we are, we don't want to get into any kind of ego attachment or evaluation of where we are. Uh, what I think is helpful to us is to notice that shame is at the bottom of the scale. Guilt is next. Apathy and hatred are equal in this scale, in their um, low vibration. Then grief, fear, desire, anger, pride. And all of this is what he calls the levels of falsehood. So in other words, everything down here is negative. And then once you get up here above 200, you start to have a positive healing experience of your life. There's, there's more possibility of healing. And the further you go up, the more, uh, the healing is happening and you start to really pick up momentum, right? So you can pick up momentum going down, right? You can, let's say you're, you've got pride and then you feel threatened. So then you get angry. And then you activate, uh, you know, this disappointment or denial of what's really going on. And I tell you, whenever I look at this, I think of our beloved president, Donald Trump. Um, for those of us here in the U.S., I just see him bouncing around these right in here a lot. And then, um, you, you know, we've had experiences, probably each one of us, of just sliding right down here to the low vibration, and then it can seem really, really challenging to get back up. Uh, you know, it's like one little baby step at a time. However, um, gratitude and love and willingness uh, really are catapulting us up here. So you can see... Willingness is way above this, this basic 200 where 200 you're just, you're beginning to now, uh, ha be empowered and to be moving up the, the scale here. Uh, and so willingness is a huge leap from that. So that's why in our work in Masterful Living, we're focusing on love. We're focusing on acceptance. We're focusing on willingness. We're focusing on understanding or compassion we're focusing on trust and when we focus on these things then our life we're feeling that uh, we're enabled we have empowerment uh, we're releasing the past we're cultivating intention we're transcending uh, limitations we can easily learn to forgive and we start to feel harmonious our life becomes more meaningful we start to feel wisdom is flowing we have the ability to not just be compassionate but uh, really merciful and then we're we're moving up here and our life then is uh, really enjoyable and peaceful and harmonious. So looking at this, one of the, to me, one of the most important things as I just uh, caution you about getting any ego attachment because I have to what number you are or thinking what number you are is important. 
That I would not give much attention at all. Just have a curiosity about it. I feel it really grateful that that's how I felt when I first came to this, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 years ago, whenever it was, and I first um, was looking at Hawkins' work, I, I, I just somehow intuitively knew don't, don't fall into a trap about where am I on this map. Um, it's, I think, far more valuable to just know that these, when I latch onto these kinds of thoughts, I am pulling myself down. And I can pull myself up by changing my mind and choosing these thoughts. So to me, for us, uh, many of us who are Course in Miracles students, this is a practical application of the course that we can go the other way. We can change our mind. We can choose again. So if I'm feeling guilt and shame, I can shift into willingness. I can shift into uh, gratitude. Uh, I would say gratitude is, is in here. And then I I'm, I'm, can go right into forgiveness. If I'm feeling guilty, I can sit myself down and go through a forgiveness process and release the judgment, right? So I can uh, do that release work and move to a place of more neutrality. And uh, this word enabling, and this is about enabling you to live a life of joy, not enabling you to become an addict. So because a lot of times enabling is considered negative. So it's really about helping us to have a, a, a visual, more, um, uh, quantitative uh, concept of really how um, how truly uh, what's the word God's going to tell me I'm just going to wait here unhelpful it is to energize these things down here at the level of falsehood and it's the levels of falsehood because when we're feeling this way then we're thinking thoughts that aren't true and that's fundamental to what I share in Masterful Living that if we're believing something that's not true it's going to upset us so everything below 200 here is upset it's all the upsets so the divine alarm clock is going off because we're believing something that's not true. When we're believing things that are false, we're going to get upset. And that's going to lower our vibration. It's going to uh, literally pull us down into density uh, on a vibrational level. But we have the power to change our mind and to go the other way. 
So think of this. Forgiveness is at 350, and it's not, it's not like uh, 350 is twice as high as 175. It's not like that. It's exponential. It's quantum leaping. It's huge advancement. It is not 175 plus 175 equals 350. It's a, it's a truly um, exponential growth, although um, it's, uh, it seems like 350 is just twice 175. The, the level of consciousness is not twice as high when you're at that 350. It's far more than that. So we have the power to choose this, and we do choose it out of self-love. So this is one of the things that I'm, um, I, I'm sure that you notice that you are, uh, you are loving yourself so much more than you were a year ago. And so what I'd like to just take a look at for a minute here is, uh, let's just make some evaluation of the ways that you now observe yourself as being self-loving that you weren't thinking of, you weren't aware of, you weren't uh, engaging in a year ago. So last spring or the end of last winter here in, in this part of the world, um, what what are you noticing that you're actively choosing as self-love on a regular basis? I'd love to just have everybody share one or two things. Tracy. I, I can't seem to unmute you, so. Yeah, you know, a year ago, I know we were learning, I don't think I was doing it yet, though. Maybe I'd started to, but even just recognizing the divine alarms and paying attention to them. I mean, that's one of my big intentions this year is don't, I used to, I didn't really know to pay attention and then that I could stop and that I could change that. I didn't even know that. I thought I was helplessly on the pain train going down the tracks and I didn't know I had the power to notice and make a different choice. So, um, so that's one of my, a big part of my intentions this year is notice as soon as I'm out of peace and joy and then stop and take enough time to realize what it's about and what of my thoughts are untrue and hurtful and, and then choose the truthful thought. And, um, yeah, so that's a huge, huge, big difference for me. And for the most part, I've been doing it and keeping it pretty short term. My 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 short my little short term trips on the on the on the pain train. Recently, I got on it for longer than I had hoped to be on it, but um, I think I got off. So, yeah, but it's it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful share there, Tracy. It really is. And, and we're nodding our heads with you. And it's what it is, is it's such an act of self-love to be mm -hmm. able to do that. And the great thing is, is every choice that we make for self-love, it, it really is exponential because it is declaring to all of life, 
I care enough about myself and my happiness to make a different choice. And I have the power to make a different choice. And that's what I'm doing. And because uh, I know, I, I, I remember so clearly that uh, over and over and over again, I would move into self-medication, smoking, drinking, eating, watching television, or obsessively exercising or talking on the phone or whatever it might be, but particularly the things I would do in isolation because I wouldn't do the drinking, the smoking, the overeating, the, the binge-watching television. I would not do that with other people. I did it in isolation. I didn't want anybody to see me doing it because I was ashamed. And so I was absolutely 100% uh, affirming that I should be ashamed. I was judging myself and I was choosing to engage in something that I thought was shameful. And I, um, I would literally, I really remember thinking this thought as I would sit there feeling like I was sinking, sinking into a whirlpool pulling me down that I, I got on that pain train and I have to go all the way to the end. There's no other way around it. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and feel twice as ashamed and I'll feel sick or whatever. And, uh, and I would say in my mind, tell them I tried. I really tried. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I tried. I, I really felt that level of helplessness and just sinking, sinking, sinking. Because I was in agreement with those judgments and that shame thought. And I would just, whoo, it would take me down so fast. And that would just make me even more want to drink or smoke or just binge watch television or whatever it was to escape how I was feeling. Yeah. So what you're describing is just, it's so tremendous to be able to, uh, you know, even if you've been on the, like, okay, you said that recently you were on the pain train a little longer than you would have liked. So I'm just, do you mind telling us how long you think you were on there? Um, I think probably about three weeks. Well, it wasn't three months. It wasn't three years or decades. I mean, it's so much shorter. And, and, and even that was an opportunity, really, because it wasn't like I totally didn't notice. I did. Yeah. And I got in another one of my traps, which is, okay, I'll try to – I have so much to do right now. I'm just going to try and figure this out on the run as I'm going. <laughs> Keep going and be working on it in my head, you know. And that didn't work. So I finally took some time to journal. And, and listen and, and, and got my clarity, you know, and that's, that's, that's my lesson. I have to take the time to say, I need clarity. I'm asking for clarity. I'm seeking clarity. I'm willing to get clarity, to love myself, to not stay in this pain. But yeah, I got all the way to physical problems escalating and, mm-hmm. So, and it was around going to Carmel Valley and Alice's condo. So it was all 
all these issues that I've been the main my whole thing I've made to free myself it was in florid <laughs> just in my face you know so so not comfortable but um, I'm I'm also getting it more that I've my higher Holy Spirit self has made this to free me I'm getting that more too yes and the the self-forgiveness of course is critical to our bouncing back and the other thing is for us to to in order to have that self-forgiveness for me i really used this tool which i know you've heard me say before which is just oh i'm learning through contrast there it is there's my contrast mm. and mm. i am definitely learning and I would rather not learn through contrast anymore. I'd rather learn through direct insight rather than through experience, rather than through contrast. Yeah, I think I could use a review on that. Yeah, so um, we, A Course in Miracles tells us that we can learn through pain or we can learn through joy. Right. And so the difference is learning through pain is we uh, have an argument with someone and we end up saying some mean things and then we end up uh, giving them the cold shoulder and the silent treatment and we disconnect from them and we punish them and then they go, fine. I don't need you anymore. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. I wasn't thinking that. I just wanted to punish you until you got my message. And they're like, you know, I don't want to be with somebody who punishes me. Whoa, wait a minute. Are you kidding me? You're leaving me now? Yeah, I think I am. I think I've had enough of you. Whoa, whoa. Now I'm in trouble. Now look what I did to myself. And, um, and then, tremendous trauma and upset and grasping and needing and all of that when the uh, the alternative would have been tempers are flaring there's an argument and you say wait a minute let me go into my heart here let me see what spirit's actually guiding me to what is it i'd like i can feel i'd like to punish I can feel I'd like to attack, but I have a strong intention to be a loving presence, to have loving res uh, relationships, and so I'm not going to attack. I'm not going to do any of that. What feels like the most loving thing to do right now? And then listening, 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 seeing what comes. And I've learned that a lot of times in the heat of relationship stuff because you know hey that's life that's living with people that's having relationships with people all kinds of ways whether it's friends or lovers or relatives and I've really learned that going to people like a friend of mine was saying the other day that when she uh, is with her family and she misuses a word um, then her 
some of her family members will jump on her and attack her, like saying, you're not using that word properly. And, you know, like they're the, I don't know, the word police. And uh, I said, does it feel like they're being loving and playful? She said, no, it feels like they're attacking me. And I said, what about saying to them, you know, I really appreciate that you're helping me to learn better use of language, but this feels like you're attacking me and maybe it's not a good time for us to talk about it right now because I really am interested in what you can share with me and what I can learn from you, but I don't feel good about you attacking me. Can we talk about this later? And she said, oh, I could never say that to them. And I said, well, listen, out of compassion, if you might consider it, because think about this. If you enable your loved ones to be mean and you tolerate it, you're teaching them that it's okay to be mean to their precious family members. Mm -hmm. And that is putting a, a distance in the relationship, but it's also negative karma for them. But it's even bigger negative karma for you because you're enabling them to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're not saying, hey, that's not okay with me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is for my friend, it was okay with her. But when I said to her, it's negative karma for them, then she said, oh, I don't want to enable them to have negative karma because she has so much compassion, right? Mm-hmm. And, she, and she can let it roll off her. But I said, don't you see they're te- you're teaching these precious family members that it's okay to be mean and it's not okay to be mean. It's not okay at mm-hmm. all. You do not wish to teach them that if you love them, mm-hmm. you must help them. You know, like they're yelling at you about the usage of words. What? And it's why are they doing that? Because on some level of their ego thought system they're terrified of using the wrong word they've made it into a meaning that like if you use the wrong word you're no longer worthwhile as a human being and they're yelling at you about it they're upset about it because they're projecting their own fear if they use the wrong word uh, that people aren't going to love them that people are going to attack them and so um, it's uh, so the learning through contrast is uh, we can learn through joy and learning through joy. I, I one of the things about a course of miracles, of course, is so often it's a little bit confusing or a little bit odd, and so. Um, but learning through joy is really learning through love. And it's learning, it's, it's direct insight. That's learning through joy. So when we pause, when we learn to practice that pause and say, there must be a better way, show it to me, spirit. Then we're, we're learning how to learn through joy. And learning through joy really is remembering the truth that sets us free. So every day we have experiences of contrast, you know, 
had a conversation last week with my brother and sister-in-law and they were annoyed with me for things that it was really one of my biggest challenges is I constantly am seriously, it happens all the time to me that I don't say everything I'm thinking because I'm not aware that everybody's not hearing everything I'm thinking. No, really, it is one of my big challenges because I so often am perceiving what people are communicating with me on all kinds of levels, and there's so much that I perceive uh, uh, from what people are communicating that they never say. I think things are completely obvious, but they're not. And so it was one of these things where they said, you said this, and I said, yeah, and they're like, but that, you know, you said, why don't you do this? Uh, I, it was like a thing. Um, uh, they were referring back to something in February. I know this is a little petty, but I'll just give it as an example. My brother was watching television in the middle of the day one day, and we, we all work here in the house at home. And uh, it was a beautiful day in February. It was sunny and nice, and it was warm outside. It was a crazy, beautiful day. And I, I had heard him talking uh, recently about taking down the Christmas lights. And so I went over to him and I said, hey, today would be a beautiful day to take down the Christmas lights. And in my mind, I was thinking, and I'd be so happy to help you do that. I could spend the afternoon doing that with you. If it's something you're interested in doing, let me know. I'll help you. But I didn't say any of that. So he just thought I was telling him he should go out, turn off the TV and go outside and take down the Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. But I, I had never had that thought. I was, I thought I was offering to help. Mm -hmm. And cause I thought if he said, Oh yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. I would have said, yeah. And I'm happy to spend my afternoon doing that with you. But he said, I don't, I don't feel like doing that. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I just went away. But I, it never occurred to me in a million years he would make the meaning of it that I was sitting there, that I walked up to him and, and was basically saying, look, you lazy ass, get, turn off that TV and get out there and get those Christmas lights down, for God's sakes. That's what he heard, you know. So, <laughs> and, um, mm. and so when he, he was telling me this, he was upset you know, like, why are you doing that to me? Why are you talking to me that way? And I said, oh, gosh, I can certainly see how you'd make that interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. But I, this is what I was thinking. And he literally said, I, I think you don't understand that. He said, I think you're making that up. And I was like, really? Like, why would I make that up? And he said, because you don't want to own what you were doing. And I was like, why would I not want to own what I was thinking? And he said, because it was mean. And I was like, oh, so you think I go around thinking mean thoughts about you? And then he was confused. He was like, well, no, but, and I'm like, what? And it's, it's just having a human experience, you see, but, I know that years ago, I 
who knows what the story would have been, really, between the two of us. And so I've learned to be able to just, if he's reacting, I can stay calm. I can stay calm. And I can keep my attention on my objective. And I can listen to spirit of where to take the conversation. And and so I was able to say without any attitude or anything, like, really, do you do you honestly think that I go around with an intention to hurt you and say mean things to you? And then he was like, no, I, I don't think that. So he wasn't really willing to say, it was just my interpretation. I see what you're saying. And I see that, yes, I've had that experience with you before. You don't always say everything that's in your head. But I do know you to be a, you know, a kind, caring person. He wasn't quite will, his ego wasn't quite willing to go all the way to, he misinterpreted things. Um, but we agreed that in the future, if that ever happens, he'll say, Hey, this is the way I heard what you just said. Is that what you mean? And that's a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an expansion from where we were before our conversation, even though our conversation wasn't 100% comfortable. But it did bring darkness to light. You know, some, something that had bothered him, he could look at it in a new perspective. And me too. Me too. I mean, it didn't bother me at the time. I just thought, well, he doesn't want to do that. No big deal. I'll do something else in my afternoon. So I say all that to say... um It's so much about being present in the moment. That's how we can learn through joy. It's about really being present in the moment. And any time we're upset, we are not present in the moment. 100%, unequivocally, you can guarantee it. It's written in stone. If you're upset, you're reliving the past. And that's one of the beautiful, beautiful, helpful things to us about A Course in Miracles. Every single time we're upset, we are never upset for the reason we think. Never. And so just knowing that, why stay attached to the reason you think you're upset? And it's, it's, it's a matter of, that's where it becomes a matter of trust. So remember, practicing trust builds our faith. And what faith really is, 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 a, is the, the knowing. Um, the Bible says um, that uh, faith is a belief, but I don't buy it. Uh, the Bible says it's a belief in things hoped for, but I don't buy it. I think faith is knowing. It's certainty. And, and before we get to the certainty and the knowing, we have trust. So in order for us to interrupt these patterns of reliving the past, it takes trust. And that is the number one characteristic of the teachers of God. And the second characteristic of the teachers of God, and I feel these first two are so imperative. The second one is honesty, which Jesus describes for us as consistency, constancy. 
So if we're choosing to be consistently loving, then we're being honest. We're being authentic. We're being true to our nature. So we pause. We get in the gap. And that's where God is. God is in that gap. The new choice is in that gap. The healing is in that gap. The repatterning is in that gap. And so we go to the gap, to the pause, and to rest in the gap, if even only for an instant, out of self-love. Because we've tortured ourselves enough. We've spent enough hours of our life uh, fuming and going over the past and saying, uh, you know, the always and the never declarations, you know, they always this, they never that. We've spent enough time doing that. It's not a good use of our time anymore. There's nothing new for us to learn there anymore. Now we learn through the contrast of choosing joy. Um, and there's just nothing new for us to learn in pain anymore, in separation. We've learned it all. We know it all. We're on the way back. But sometimes we dip down just to, to and it's, it's that spiral, right? So it's the spiral that is like that. So that what happens is we, we, we're lifting up. We're lifting up. We're feeling, we're choosing love and compassion. We're lifting up and it circles around and then we are, for me, it feels like I'm going back down to get the dregs and clean out the dregs, like in the far corners under the bed. Uh, and I, I go down. Yes. And I say, okay, no, I definitely don't want any of that stuff. And then the, the, the choice to say I'm done with that pattern gives us this power that pulls just skyrockets us up to the next level of understanding. So it's that spiral. I feel, I feel doing this on the video. It's, it's a bit, because it's two dimensional, it's a bit flat, but it's like that. And so I've learned, like you were just down in the bottom of the, the thing there, but you weren't regressing. You're just going back to get the dregs of that pattern and say, no more. And go right on up. Don't look back. Thank you. That's a helpful way yeah. of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Tracy. Mm. All right. Who else has got some self-love that uh, examples that they can share with us? Actually, you know what? I just got the, the hit. Let's go into a breakout and share those and then come back and we'll share with the large group. So I'm going to uh, go into this breakout here and And I'm going to unmute everybody. Did you discover anything, any new awareness? Did you learn anything from your sharing? 
What are the highlights? Jeannie, and then I also, um, Carol had her hand up before. Go ahead, Jeannie. Oh, just that um, I really liked, um, Cheryl was sharing that anyone anyone's success when somebody has a success and I think and that like in our group um, someone was sharing oh I'm I'm not as upset as I used to be I'm more peaceful and I was kind of thinking to myself judging myself oh how much more peaceful am I or not I don't think I'm that more peaceful blah 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 I'm not as good a student blah 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 that old and um, she kind of put it to rest with you know what when when someone puts it out there in our community that we're part of we all rise. And so I'm like, yes, I'm just going to declare I'm taking it. I'm taking everybody's wins. And thank you all very much. Yeah. Very good. Beautiful. Thank you, Jeannie. All right. And, and Carol, you had your hand up before we went to the I break. Did. Um, I was sharing with Diana that um, mostly I, I'm, I catch myself faster um, when I'm possibly going to go into a self-defense thing. I, you know, I don't study the course every single day like some people do, so I'm not that faithful with it. But, boy, certain things just stick with me. And that whole idea of if I defend myself, then I, it's as if I'm being attacked. And I remember that so Mostly with my husband. I mean, I live with my husband. And so he's the one that can push my buttons faster than anybody else. And so um, even just this morning, I don't even know. We were talking about going to see Dana and and the grandkids be, before I go away next week. And so um, I don't know. The, the conversation just kind of spiraled down a little bit because I, I didn't want to give up my mahjong and do I want to go see the kids and blah, 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 and all this nonsense. And I said, wait a minute, I said, I love you. I don't want to fight with you. This is ridiculous. I mean, what a thing to be arguing about. It's stupid. And I catch myself way faster than I ever did. And, man, I say I'm sorry pretty continuously a lot but it doesn't bother me at all anymore. I used to be, it used to almost gag in my mouth to say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Let's not even argue. It's so silly. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm just, it, I just catch it faster. And Diana agreed. She felt the same way. And the gap that you were talking about, you know, I didn't understand that for a long while. Boy, do I get it now. That is the best blessing when I'm at work and there's a bunch of stuff going on. Like, I don't know, I work with all women and some of them like to gossip. And so it's sometimes hard not to get a little sucked into it. So, but I, I do practice the gap as much as I can consciously remember to do it. It tremendously helps. So I am grateful. Very, very, very grateful. Yeah. Beautiful. Dina. Thank you, Carol. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One of the um, interesting things that's happened for me here recently is that um, exercise, so, and I've exercised 
you know, most of my adult life, but now exercise feels blissful to me. Like, um, uh, the, the yoga teacher was saying Sunday that he's like, Oh, you know, you all must be bored with these same moves. And I was just stunned. I was like, well, but this, they, it feels so wonderful. This is just the feeling of stretching. And so that's, that's a real difference. And the reason I used to work out before was thinking, oh, my body's fat or I want, you know, it was all about muscles. It was about accomplishing something in form. And now it feels more like it's, it's the sensation. It feels very self-loving. Um, and I would describe it as blissful. Just stretching a muscle feels blissful. And the same with um, colors and food and bath water and things like that. And that's a real change for me. I feel like I didn't really notice those things before. Wow. That is such a great thing to share. Louise, you know, because what, what does that teach you? What does that tell you? Um, well, I think it's a reflection of earlier work I've done in the last couple of months where Instead of, and it reminded me kind of of your story of your brother, you know, where for me now, I've, I've done, I crack something wide open um, with the help of people in our, in our group where um, a conversation is just a conversation now by and large. So if I would have reacted just like your brother before, now the change would have me saying, um, you know, if, if, if I got triggered by what you said, I'd recognize it and I'd say, what are you trying to say about me? Or did, you know, we, I would say, or I feel funny. Can we talk about this? So there's a, um, it's just a conversation. And if you trigger me, then that's my work. I need to do it. And we can talk back and forth and it can be very growth based and very informative. So I think that same that same concept has now internalized. So I'm, I'm aware of my body. I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of, I don't li- I must not live as much in the external form. I'm in the sensations. I've switched my view, my perspective, I think. Mm. If yeah. you have more insight, let me know. <laughs> well, no, see, it's, it's, I, I think this is so critical for all of us to really get that, because here's what I hear, that the unforgiveness, the blame, the judgments, and all of the things that you've been clearing out, they were blocks to love, of course, we all know that. However, they're also blocks to joy, they're blocks to freedom, they're blocks to harmony, they're blocks to enjoying your life, when our attention is on our grievances, how can it be on, oh, isn't this bath lovely? Isn't this a delicious piece of mango? Oh, my God, this is so wonderful. I mean, I think of my, I'm 58 years old now. When I was in my 20s, I hardly ever laughed. I mean, really, I hardly ever laughed. And now I laugh at the, just the nothing. You know, and I can laugh. Um, And I laugh not at things, but I laugh just because I'm happy. And and I think it's easier to laugh at myself, too. Before, I was way too sensitive or too something. So in this little yoga class that I teach, co-teach, we have deaf students, and and we were in the uh, Shavasana, and I kind of fell asleep or something. 
And, you know, I didn't, it was, I don't know, but then, then I kind of heard giggling and I sat up and they were all looking at me and, you know, and I just found it really funny and started laughing with him. But given a couple months ago, I probably would have been embarrassed. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Who, who else? Anybody else want to share? Right. I'm not seeing a hand. So um, as we're uh, reading this book and, and thinking about shifting and, and rising up this um, uh, map of consciousness, uh, what I'm inviting you to think about is your next breakthrough and not necessarily to the next perceived stage of consciousness, but just what is a goal that you have for yourself of uh, how you'd like to be in the world? Uh, and, and maybe it's something you'd like to have in the world. Maybe somebody would like to have a new house. Somebody would like to um, get a new job or, or release some weight or, uh, increase their prosperity or heal their arthritis or just any goal that you might have. Uh, and it, for somebody else, it might be to really be more compassionate. And of course, you can have multiple goals, but just something that is really, it would really substantially make a difference in your life. So it may still be the thing that uh, came to you during the activation session. What is it that your consciousness would need to have? Where Where is the breakthrough for you there? You see, in other words, um, I don't feel like I'm explaining it well. Um, if you, let's say, uh, well, let's see, who's, who's got a goal that is something that you'd really like? Uh, that, and it could be what you're experiencing or anything. So Laurel's raising her hand there, I see. So go ahead, Laurel. Um, this is a new goal for me because just in the last maybe week, I've just had like the beginning, beginning, beginning taste of this. And that is I want to go from believing in my mind to actually experiencing and feeling and sensing the oneness with all life and everything spirit people you know just i want to feel the oneness beautiful beautiful all right so then you it can um i'm going to pull the map up again here if i can I don't know why this does this like this. Um, let's see. It's okay, Franca. You're right where you need to be. Um, let's see. Where is it? There it is. Okay. 
So you you would like to experience this um, this spirit view of all one, mm-hmm. which yes. is joy. Yeah. Joy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. That all goes right. That whole line. (laughs) And I think we're all there. We're all there. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's it's about really saying, okay, what is my next leap of consciousness? And so, um, you know, it's 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 not going to necessarily be from love to oneness, though. For someone, it might be. But it might be from uh, willingness to acceptance, let's say. And then you go from here to here and here to here, uh, though you can certainly quantum leap way up. And that, and I always think of uh, Saul, who was Paul, I mean, Paul, who was Saul, the Apostle Paul, who was Saul, who was the persecutor of the Christians, and then he had a transformative experience, a, revel- a revelatory experience on the road to Damascus where he encountered the spirit of Jesus and he was transformed instantly. And so he even changed his name because he was so completely transformed. Um, I, I hold that we can have that kind of experience, uh, have that kind of transformation. I do feel that it is valuable to, as they say, keep the eye on, your eye on the prize. Keep that, thine eye single. And so cultivating, like, if, if you really are interested in knowing and experiencing and feeling the unity of all life, then, of course, uh, Keeping your attention on on love, and uh, and and making sure all of these things in here, being compassionate, being forgiving, uh, being willing, accepting, cultivating harmony, all of these things uh, become your priority. And that's the thing that I I, I feel is the takeaway here is that being self-loving is eliminating the blocks to love. And being self-loving raises our vibration and it makes the transformation available to us. The transformation of our consciousness becomes available to us. And that transformation of consciousness then makes the manifestation possible. I always think of I had so many clients for a while who were um, had so much fear around money, wealthy people who had fear around money. And it taught me so much because even though they had all this money, they were so afraid. And what were they afraid about? Well, many things, but mostly that they didn't have enough money. Even though they had millions of dollars, they were really every day worried that they didn't have enough money. And, uh, and so I, I just thought it was so interesting. And here they are, um, coming to me for counseling 
And I had so little money, <laughs> so little money. And yet I was peaceful. I was peaceful. I mean, I was still working on it myself, but they could see I was peaceful. And I would say to them, what's the money for? You know, and they'd say, well, if I have this and this and this in my life, then I'll be peaceful. And I'd say, can you think of anyone who has that and that and that and isn't peaceful? And they would be like, uh, I said, because I can think of people that have all those things and they're not peaceful. I know people who would like to have what you have and they think they would feel peaceful. But you're not feeling peaceful. Things in this world don't make us feel peaceful. It's not how it works. So that's why we're keeping our attention on the shifts in consciousness. And I really feel that it's extremely beneficial for us to hold in our mind the shift in consciousness we desire. It's very easy for us to say, well, I'd like to have a bigger house, and I'm putting my attention on that. I'm looking at bigger houses, or I'd like to change jobs, so I'm doing things related to that. And um, But let's really set our goals and our attention on having the consciousness that will then make it easy for us to manifest the things we'd like to have in form and to live the life we'd like to have in form. And by form, I do mean our mindset and our thinking, our emotional life. Any thoughts before we close it out? Paula. Uh, I just... You know how in the course it says um, there are no idle thoughts? Yes. Well, I just got that <laughs> yesterday. <coughs> I was thinking, wow, every single thought has its own uh, vibration and creates an impact somehow. Uh, so one of uh, my goals is to be more mindful and mindful of each thought I'm thinking. Because it's easy for me to say in the transaction, boy, this is a difficult transaction. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am setting it up to be a difficult transaction. Right. If I agree with somebody that something is difficult, I'm colluding with them. <laughs> to make it more difficult. Yeah. It, it really uh, hit me. Um, and that's it made beautiful. Me, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's a great awareness. And uh, I started to work with my mind by when it felt difficult, when it felt hard, I would start to say, this is easy. Um, this is a breeze. Everything's working together for my good. Uh, there are no obstacles, everything is laid out for me for ease and grace, ease and grace all the way, ease and grace all the way. And um, one of the things to be mindful of with, with this awareness that you're sharing 
is that I know for me, I developed a bit of an aversion to people who would come along and say, um, oh, this is going to be hard. I, I, would, I would have an aversion to those thoughts. It was like I was scared I was going to catch them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I see Tracy nodding. Yeah, it's, it's, I would really be like, oh, no, 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 you know, in my mind. And so I had to learn to really relax around that and not uh, react to um, my old way of thinking, thinking that, uh, you know, just having an aversion to the old way. I'm, I'm not that way anymore. I don't want to fall back into that pit. Get away from me with your stinking thinking. So that was, that was something I really, I, I had to, I see that with a lot of light workers is once they realize how uh, detrimental complaining is, they develop an aversion to people complaining. And the antidote to that is having compassion. That's what I learned. So to be able to say to someone, I feel like I really understand why you think it's going to be hard. And, you know, maybe even to go and say, so it does seem like it's going to be hard because of this and this and this and this. However, let me just say, I've seen these things just fall away like that. So based on my experience, I'm thinking it's, it's probably not going to be hard. But I, I, I can see why on the surface it looks that way. And so to have compassion and help them move through it, because if we make them wrong, they're just going to dig in deeper and think that you're an idiot and they need to show you why it's going to be so hard because, hello, you're not getting it, right? So, and then your, your, your aversion, I'm, I'm, you know, if you have one, the, you know, then it's getting triggered and then there's this ah, oppositional thinking. So that's just something to be mindful for. But that's beautiful that you you got that, Paula. Yes. Breakthroughs are happening. Beautiful. Ah, I love it. And I'm excited. I'm going to see folks in uh, North Carolina very soon. That's going to be lovely. And... Um, I don't know if anybody is going by the Charlotte airport or near to it. You may wish to weigh in on the Facebook group there and uh, people are figuring out rides and things if you're driving. All right. Well, let's uh, let us pray. So grateful and so thankful that self love is breaking out all over insights, Ahas are breaking out all over. We are grateful and thankful to join with the higher Holy Spirit self and to open our mind to these insights that are pouring forth. We're opening our mind to revelations of truth and we are relinquishing any need to learn through pain or even through experience. We are willing to be the 
happy learners, joyfully remembering the truth that sets us free. We are so grateful to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We're leaping in consciousness and we are grateful, grateful, grateful. In gratitude, we let our healing be. We allow it to fully be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. I love you. Mwah. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>